Welcome back to another episode of First Issue Club, the weekly podcast where we cover number ones of the week. We got some exciting stuff. DC is still releasing a bunch of new heroes. Looks like we're going to cover all of these books, which I'm pretty excited about. Mm -hmm. We got Sideways out of the uh, Dark Knight's Metal Universe, so it's a brand new superhero, number one, from DC. We got Death of Love on Image, number one. And we're doing Kick-Ass on Image. They re uh, kind of relaunched a whole new series, so we're going to do that. Who do we have in the club today? And what's the stupidest thing you've ever done for the love? Um, this is Greg Lichtai, and the stupidest thing I've ever done for love is um, when I was really young, and I think it was my first year of college, I was broke, like dead, 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 dead broke, and I was... Uh, dating someone at the time, and I wanted to get them a gift, but I didn't have any money, so I actually sold some comic books to, like, one of those places that, like, buys comic books like a vintage stock or, like, a pawn shop, just someone that gives you way lower <laughs> price for your comics than you actually want, and I sold, like, a ton of stuff, and I only got, like, 25 bucks, so I was, like, and then, and then I think we broke up like a month later. So I was like, "Oh, great! I'm super glad I did all that." Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it happens. I think every comic book person has yeah. has done that at one point or another, whether mm-hmm. it be for love or to keep the lights on. They <laughs> <laughs> did that with magic cards, I think. Not for love. This is Budget King, and uh, some crazy things I've done for love. One time, I was watching a movie with a, a lady that I had a big crush on. And uh, a crazy train song came on. Or is that the name of that band? It's like, come, come, my lady, come, no. come, my lady. Were you watching Orange County? Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> yeah. it, and she was like, oh, I love this song. And I was like, yeah, I do too. That's oh. like close. So bad. That's So my name is Caitlin Morosik, and that's close to I Pretending that I like things I did not. Pretending to understand more about things that I did not. Pretty yeah. pr- Along the same lines. Yeah. Changing like fashion, <laughs> like really? to emulate. Oh yeah. Oh, in middle school, totally. Oh, that's true. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else want to do the Let's get this party started. Or is it just me. <laughs> do we want to do it like all together? Oh, let's do it all together. Yeah. A group. A group. Let's get this started. Yeah. Let's get, get this, this podcast, podcast started. <laughs> Okay, first up, we have Death of Love, out on image, words and art by Jordan and DeLay. Uh, This is a number one of five, and synopsis reads, Love sucks. Philo Harris is going to do something about it. After gaining the ability to see the Cupid A that make love work, after a particularly bad drunken decision, Philo ends up going to war with love itself, with a chainsaw. I really liked this book. I thought it stayed really interesting throughout, while... Dating commentary is not new. Cupid's being real and semi-evil is, and putting them both together was very interesting. Oh, totally. So fun. I loved this comic, and I actually think they do take a different take on the dating story. Refreshingly so. Yeah. There is this trope that exists in so many rom-coms, comic books, or whatever, where it's like the nerd who loves the lady so much and never gets loved back, and then, like, will they win the heart of that lady just by being, like, a good guy? And this book is like, nope, actually, fuck that guy. 
Yeah. Like, that's fucking stupid. And that guy doesn't deserve jack shit. Yeah. My notes say the character Bob gets the best character award for me. It's the main character's friend. Yes. Who is just constantly trying to redirect his friend the whole time, being like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I think he says, like, all this stuff you do, you're just putting it in, hoping that sex falls out. Yep. <laughs> and it's really true. You're doing this for, totally. it's a means to an end. You're not enjoying the person. You're not even seeing them for who they really are. Right. You just want what you want from them. I can say that that guy is an asshole because that was me when I was, like, parts of me in high school or in early college where I was, like, the guy who was just like, oh, I just, I like this girl so much and she doesn't like me back, but she only dates assholes and eventually <laughs> she'll see me for me. Not because I make a laugh <laughs> like Jim Carrey. I like the funny uh, the cable guy. But that's, um, <laughs> like that's it's every guy. Yeah, that's a very common, and it's not just men. It's I every think... guy except for the cool guy. The cool guy is actually, in, in life, the cool guy got it right. The ner- nerds need to learn how to love better. That's what, I, I mean, the, the writer's notes really goes into, which I loved. And there's an addition, an addendum to the writer's notes, too. Um, which I think we're going to get in all of these episodes. Really? Or in all of these books. I think we're going to get a little aside of um, some nerd love advice in the end of it. That would be, I would love that. What's it called, this section called? The section is called Paging Dr. Nerd Love, which I think is actually the same title of Harris O'Malley's blog. Blog and like for, love column, yeah. Yes, There's for a, geek a, a, dating advice. Yeah, a lot of nerd blogs and uh, outlets kind of, they don't retweet him, but they, they have him on like weekly to talk about the love culture in the nerd yeah. uh, realm. Um, I think one of the strengths of this book and why it's so good is it would be easy to be like, to tell somebody, this is a book where cupids are super violent and he takes a pill and he can see like the violent cupids like waging a war. But we are like, that's a cool plot in it. But some of the cooler plots is, is like, it's also commenting on like how shitty nerd love is and like mm-hmm. how bad nerds are at loving or, or having crushes and thinking like that kind of stuff. It's like, it's a great, it's a really well done concept. Is this, yes. is this character uh, considered a nerd? Or is it just like he's Awk- sorry? I guess like not necessarily nerd. I meant to say like awkward or just like right. Le- like I bet he uses the term like nerd friend not- zone a lot. Yeah, yeah. A- asshole, kind of like not not like nerd, not in the sense of your interests. Yeah, or what culture thinks sorry. of as that's a, nerd. Yeah, that's a really good clarification. He's just like the awkward dude who like. Uh, I, I ran into one last night actually. <laughs> For perfect example, the type of guy who would go to. The pickup artist seminars, which they parody oh in this book as well, which I loved. He's sitting there taking notes, and his friend is like, I'm leaving. This is terrible. Yeah. If you've ever had a friend that's, like, sad because the their person that they like doesn't like them back, that's this person. Yeah. Yes. And who's willing to uh, resort to techniques like negging to try what? to trick a woman. Sorry, what does that mean? I that guess. means cutting uh, down self-confidence of a woman so that she then looks to you to... Prove her worth. Ew. Yeah. Gross. It's super emotionally manipulative. Life's too short. And very frequent. If somebody doesn't like you back, there's so many fish in the sea. You're not for everyone and everyone is not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just move along. Unfortunately, people don't have that, you know, sense of thought. So that's where we're at now. That's why we have comics like Death of Love. And your emotional (laughs) brain 
don't always get along. This is a naive question, but why don't... Why is it only trope that, that, that men do this? Why don't women do this? Women do do this. They do do this? Yes. I, have, I haven't known many. I mean, you, uh, it's probably less overt. Okay. It's probably more where you try to... like I Actually, just like I mentioned, where you try to make yourself seem like the type of person somebody would be interested in, regardless of whether that's who you are or not. Because you just want... You think you want, and you think you'd be so great with the person that you're yeah. idolizing or kind of infatuated with. If only I had this, things right. would be perfect. So instead of maybe doing things like buying them gifts or doing favors for them, which some girls do, like doing the homework mm-hmm. or helping mm-hmm. study or whatever, um, you kind of just make make yourself seem like the person or change yourself into it, into what they might like. That makes total sense now that I'm hearing that. Yeah. I think everyone should just get this comic just for the back three pages. There's these wonderful articles by the author of this comic and Dr. Nerdlove that really kind of uh, challenge your... I, this is super cheesy, but I really like this. He says, not every love story is going to be an epic poem. Some love stories are meant to be novellas. Some are just a dirty limerick. Mm. Mm, my favorite. My favorite kind of love. <laughs> yeah. Dirty limerick. <laughs> but I'm kind of hoping that the Cupid's... Um, can also punish people. <laughs> like, like send black arrows? Well, something like that. Make like, them fall out of love. Or like why he's, yeah, like I, because they're, they're doing nagging in this one, like hopefully they could punish people who ghost, like all of these things. Like if you're a dick at dating, I want the Cupids to come after I, your ass. That's awesome. I make you be a real person to people again. Let's get into Sideways from DC. This is part of the Dark Knight's Metal Project. It's uh, under the title The Age of Heroes, the the New Age of Heroes. So we got some new heroes that we've covered already, Damage and Silencer, and now we're going to be covering Sideways um, from Rockefort and Didio. So basically Sideways is about a young high school male who can rift in between time and space itself. He basically cuts a a hole in the time continuum and can move from place to place really quick. He is befriended by a young woman who is kind of a cool nerd. She wears like these fun, fancy animal onesies and has all these cool nerd toys and helmets and video games in her room. So anyway, they're friends. So we assume that his friend, the did nerd, you, is the only one that knows about his powers. Did you say that she make, made his suit? I did. I okay. did yeah. say that. Yep. Or if you didn't. Yeah, now, if now, I did. now it's been said. Yeah. She can make super suits. Yeah. I yeah. guess I, sewing spandex it can't be hard. It can't be easy. Right. Yeah. So she's super talented. Yeah, she needs to not be going to school. Let's say I, that. I yeah. wrote in my notes that I wanted to see more of her story. She the it, to me this is what defined this comic book is she's more interesting than the new superhero <laughs> that they have launched in this comic. Book. I liked yeah. their dynamic, but it wasn't much. It was like maybe two pages, and then you don't get to see it again. Yeah. I hope they don't do. Well, okay, so are we to assume they're already dating? I didn't I don't think, think they so. are dating. They're just friends. Yeah. Okay. They, you get that slight tinge of romance because she's always like, hey, come hang out over here. But mm-hmm. he's just like, no, I got to go check out my new fun powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> today's the day. Yeah, today's the day. Um, so we, we learned from this comic book that this uh, young man gets his uh, powers from the first Dark Knight Metal comic where, like, a giant mountain... Which we covered. Which we covered. Yeah. So a big mountain comes out of Gotham. 
just kind of the streets of Gotham open up and a mountain shows up for some reason. And this boy is there at the time, falls into a crater, wakes up and he has these sideways powers. And he can just jump through time and space. And basically where we get that... He also is super strong. Yeah. And maybe telepathic. And maybe telepathic. Not yeah. Sure. I'm not a huge fan of like undefined superpowers. Well, it makes you buy another comic to it see also, what they are further explained. Okay. It's also not like he's probably gone to get tested. <laughs> you know, like if he got his powers in like some freak accident, like maybe That's true. Like I a, thought you, I thought you meant tested for like an ST. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you How think do you happened know? in I'm Gotham? Not sh- <laughs> I'm not sure I read the same comic book that you did, but uh, yeah. no, I meant like you know, a like young virile after high schooler after something that happens. <laughs> Where you fall through the center of the earth and come back out yeah. again, like I would imagine. Totally. I'm peeing funny. I should go see <laughs> This stings. <laughs> Wonder Woman was just sitting there naked and I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> this is off topic. So this guy can basically, okay, so he like draw. he uses his fingers to like open up a portal in between time and space. Mm-hmm. Would you guys pee through it? I would. I would pee through time and space, see where it's, it landed. Yeah. Also, it doesn't work that way for me. <laughs> you could. We can figure it out. <laughs> that's true, actually, yeah. So, you know what? Stop being so sexist with your <laughs> comments, Greg. Sorry. You know my Aaron. dick's broken. That's not cool, man. <laughs> not, it, it wasn't inclusive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, sure. I'd, yeah, I'd throw shit. I'd, you know what I'd do? I would, I would throw all my recycling in there. Because then you, you Garbage. can't. Garbage. Well, I would specifically recycling because you can't claim you're not recycling. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this so was a ripple glass your container. Superpower to <laughs> trick people into believing you were recycling. Yep. There's oftentimes I'm holding a piece of trash that I want to find a recycling bin for, and I'm and I hold it for too long. But if I could just be like, bloop, I hope that 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 dimension went to a recycling bin. Why wouldn't you I just c- put a recycling bin in one of the dimensions so that way you always had one near That's you? That's a good. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't exactly know. Where the dimensions are, case in point, he, does he is Facebook living himself. Stepping and, out with ugh, sideways. Like a typical high schooler. <laughs> yeah. And he, because he's going to be authentic, which I don't, I don't mind the trope. I think that we read a bunch of comic books that do social media better than it was done here. But anyway, it was fine. But also, kids, kids using those forms of media are not handled the same way that a comic book writer would handle that. Right. Oh, perfect example. Black AF. The way they handled social media in that was perfect. Totally great. Yes. But again, I think this is his use of it, not the writer's use of it to tell a story. Okay, you're right. Although, and here's the thing that I love about this. Did you guys notice, so he falls in the water, Mm -hmm. right? Sorry, yeah, that's the point you were making. I distracted you. Because he doesn't know where his rifts are going. Yeah, he doesn't know where his rifts are going. And he falls in the water, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And he falls all the way in. And his phone is, and he's still filming himself. Do you see that he has an otter box on his phone? That's why no. it's like oh. it's waterproof. <laughs> Clever. What <laughs> the fuck high schooler has an auto an otter box? Oh yeah. Uh the same kind of high schooler that can jump through time and space? <laughs> Maybe one that um got wrecked in Gotham and his mom made him put an otter box on the next phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm she surprised this kid doesn't have an otter box around himself. Yeah, yeah. he should be bubble that, boy at this. That point. sounds like a kid that probably also owns a recliner. <laughs> it's like in his room. Yeah. Just to recline. My parents are rich. <laughs> um it yeah, there is um okay, so 
we have not said great things about this comic book, but I will say the art, the the inking of this is fabulous. Yeah, I like incredible. I loved it. I did too. And I love the characterization of the side characters. I like the mom a bunch, the overprotective mom. I mm-hmm. like the friends. Mm-hmm. The twins was like was a really cool idea. Even the the shit talking bully high school kids in his yeah. high school are kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. So the side verse of this is cool, of sideways. It's like where you see a really, really old movie and even the characters that are like bit characters that you know are just going to be in one scene, like overact to the best of their abilities. They have like a full backstory formed around this guy why he has two lines and where he is. That's like this. Like everybody has a very fully formed... It seems like it. Yeah. It's like every Adam Sandler movie. So like all the scenes oh, shit. <laughs> all the scenes where he's not going shabadoo. It's I'm gonna get you, penguin. Oh. Yeah. Um the the three the three minutes that he's not in that movie are brilliant. <laughs> yeah, the side characters are definitely more developed and they're the same people over and over and yes, over again. Yes. Rob Schneider should be thanking Adam Sandler <laughs> for a career. Yeah, he got a movie out of it. And okay, so this comic I, I didn't hate this comic book. I didn't either. I, we've said a bunch of like shitty things about this comic book, and I didn't hate it either. It, I don't think we've said shitty things. I think we're just kind of lightly jabbing it. But it's a typical high school coming of age. With superpowers book, it's not bad. There's some stuff that needs to be worked out. For all intents and purposes, this was a good book. Honestly, you're you're totally right. One of the better new age of superheroes that DC's put out lately. Uh, Well, here's the thing, though. Silencer, I think, was even better. So of the three we've read, if we're saying not bad, I'm kind of really hopeful for this, for these characters they're doing. Seems like they're doing this well. Yeah, and the best ones are yet to come, Yeah, apparently. So... If this is their B team, I'm on board. Yep. Good job, DC. All right, next up we got Kick-Ass, issue one, by the famous duo of Malar and Ramada Jr. Um, Kick-Ass is a very famous uh, book out on Image um, that had a couple movie series and... Uh, a couple of things about how we're going to review this book. One, I have never read a kick-ass book before this book. I've seen all the movies. That's all I know about the comic book series. You might be one of those people, too. So join us for the ride and how we're going to review this book. Caitlin and Greg didn't, gra- didn't get this book because it was gone by the time they wanted to grab it. Yep, and we have copies coming in the mail, too. So since we recorded so quick, we haven't had time to read it. So, uh... I'm going to tell you guys about the book, and then you uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. Maybe I'll convince you. Yeah, I like that. Sell it. I'm going to sell you guys on it. (laughs) Yeah, it's an elevator pitch. Okay. Uh, You may remember from the Kick-Ass movies that a person wearing this green and yellow costume was a kid out to prove himself and fight crime in a corrupt city. Yes? I I do remember this. Okay. We have that same costume coming back, although this time it is a mother who is back from a eight-year stay in Afghanistan who comes home. The day she comes home from Afghanistan, she finds out her husband is leaving her with mounds of debt and two children to take care of. So the only things that she can do in this 
also crime-ridden area, is basically be a service industry person, and she has a list of, like, shit she could do. Bodyguard. Uh, all stuff that's, like, playing on her ability that, of stuff that she learned in Afghanistan. And on the last of her list of, like, things she could do using her talents, which are all, like, physical stuff, it says rob a bank. And she's like, you know what? In this town, there's this crime lord called Hoops. I'm going to Robin Hood Hoops. Uh, I'm going to steal from him. I'm going to give a little bit to people who need it. But I'm also going to give to me because, God damn it, I earned it. And the premise is, is that in the world of Kick-Ass, there are a lot of copycat superhero people doing this type of thing. Because in the world of Kick-Ass, you are only... I believe, at least from the movies and what I know of, like, the gleaming over the comics, you don't have powers. You only have, like, the ability of what you've trained or your your prowess or your weapons that are available to you or something like that. So she, so there's a lot of, like, vigilante crime um, impersonators. So she imp- impersonates Kick-Ass. And in the, from the very beginning of the comic, she gets caught. You know she gets caught. And in the last... Uh, couple of pages you find out it was her plan to get caught all the time as she like basically like murders these guys and sticks her finger through one of the people's eyes and she's like well thanks so much for getting me through security and and then likely she will go and continue robbing or doing something did i sell you who are the guys that she kills oh the she's robbing hoops who is like oh. the, the crime lord? So of, she gets caught by his men. Yep, not henchmen. by like police. No, by okay. the henchmen. Okay, it's it's actually like a very similar thing that happened in the movie where like they're talking to her like she's a failed superhero and they're like we're gonna show you how to be a superhero we're gonna kill you, um and but the turn here is that she is like a trained assassin more yeah. or less. Yeah, so it's like a Trojan horse. She Trojan horse, yeah, herself. Them. I guess. Yeah, so she played like a weak lamb, and Mm -hmm. then they just brought her into... It was all part of her plan. Yeah. Which totally tricked me. Um, And then she, yeah, it seems she's going to kick ass. (laughs) So she knows about the superhero kick-ass then because she imitates him. Is that correct? I believe in this world, kick-ass is a superhero that that gets imitated. And I don't know if she's taking up the mantle of the new kick-ass, although this is called kick-ass. That I can't answer. Again, my knowledge of Kick-Ass is the movies. Right. Well, and you know, if you don't see in this book a clear handing down, right? you don't know. I think I was sold when you said it was a mom. That was, that was yeah. a pretty cool turn. Yeah. Um, it, it also reads a l- So I, didn't, I never read um, when Spider-Man became uh, Morales. Miles uh, Morales? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did that feel like when um, he was like, when Spider Man was now a Hispanic k- kid? I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting, refreshing way to kind of really uh, revitalize that character. Because after a while, I mean, shit, Spider Man has been Peter Parker for decades. Right. It was getting a little stagnant. So to do something like that to change the uh, the, the ethnicity of a character like that and make him younger was I thought really refreshing. And people like that series, right? Oh, they loved it. Yeah. It was an instant hit. And so I think to make Kick-Ass a black mom is uh, awesome in, in and of itself, right? Yeah. yeah. A single black mom, yes, which yeah. is even better. Yeah, a single black mom. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I think if you take somebody who's been disenfranchised or like I say somebody, but I mean like a population of people, um, like a subset who has been disenfranchised and viewed as non-threatening or just kind of mar- like in the margins. S- single mom. Yeah. 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 And if you think of somebody who you would love to see enact some revenge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on just a society that's put them in that place and like the refusal to be put in that place for one. But for two, to be able to just murk some people yeah. is awesome. Oh, it was great. I'm really enjoying seeing this trend of strong female lead characters. We have Kick-Ass, Coyotes, Assassinistas, Silencer. Like We're getting a, a, oh, yeah. a whole lot of brand new stories coming out now with really strong, brutal female characters. Sort of ages. Sort of ages. Yes. Uh, sleepless, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's great. Keep that coming. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this I'm showing you the page where she sticks her fingers. To oh, that's guy. awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is where things turn. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, I definitely can't wait to read this. And new Hit Girl. Yep, they're going to start Hit Girl again after this. Yeah, I'm interested to see that too. Oh, maybe it's another Hit Girl too. You know what would be funny is if um, the kick-ass died. And, and I wonder if they're going to meet up. It'd be interesting if, like, the the first kick-ass was dead. Mm-hmm. Which we don't know. We don't, unfortunately. We could find out. I could Google it. But we're not going. <laughs> That's not the way we're doing this. We want the, we want the mystery. <laughs> we want the mystery. Yeah. This is a gimmick we got for this little <laughs> But I, I wonder if, like, because she is an imitator right now. I mm-hmm. wonder if the real kick-ass will find out about this imitator and be, kind of confront her mm-hmm. and how that will go. Yeah. If, like, a kick-ass off... Or like like a confrontation and then uh, handing down so the mantle. She, so what I do know, what I can tell you, is that she chooses to be like Kick-Ass because she says there's so many imitators, they'll think she's just a shitty comic book imitator vigilante. Like in this world, there's a lot of people doing this. Okay. She's looking for anonymity right. she knew what she was within doing. that. Yeah. So I, you have to imagine she's not the first Kick-Ass imitator. Yeah. So she was definitely going for that sheep and wolf's. Mm-hmm. A wolf in sheep, uh, sheep's clothing. Yep. Yeah. Such a great premise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really dig it. Yeah. That was a good elevator pitch. Yeah. Well, I, I hooked you in then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of interested when I first heard that they were going to do this uh, like four or five months ago. So I was kind of anticipating this book. But now that I know more about it, I'm, I'm really intrigued. Uh, all right. Let's come to that time. <laughs> this has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are edited and produced by Matthew Hodap. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. Now it's time to say goodbye, Clubbies. I'm Caitlin Morosik, and I will show myself out. I'm Greg Ligtai, signing off. I'm Budget King, and I came here to sing Beatles songs in a weird voice and kick ass, and I'm all out of kick ass. Here comes the sun, talking about a revolution. Ricky Raccoon. Uh, what else we got? You got any other Beatles songs? We uh, all uh, live in the yellow submarine. The yellow submarine. Did you see that Quincy Jones called them one of the worst bands he's ever heard? What? <laughs> oh, I also heard that he's claiming to be psychic. 
Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the father of Rashida Jones. Uh oh, Rashida. Rashida. I'm sorry, Rashida. 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 Yeah. Interesting. Well, you say Rashida, I say Rashada, Rashida, Rashada, Rashida, Rashada. Just give her her own show. One of my Angie fa- Tribeca. One of my favorite That's jokes is you say tomato, I say tomato. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you say tomato, I say. That's like well, the weather outside is weather. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, should we give a shout out to Mike D not being here? Yeah. Feel better. Yeah. Mike D was a little under the weather today, but. So we're you... thinking about him. Yes. Sending positive whip whips out to him <laughs> so he positive feels better. Whips. Positive whips. Whip whip. We need to get him a shirt that says that. Whip, but like whip. in the positive vibes, like. Positive whips. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should have gotten New Agey in our like goodbye in, in memorandum. Well, he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> a little premature. Michael D does not feel well. So we stayed homesick and we ruined this podcast without him. And I hope you had the time of your life. Where's my acoustic guitar? <laughs> well, uh, we did it again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>